Okay, the Chiefs have a tell. All right, they have a tell, and I think the Vikings can exploit it. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, liked it! you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we try to learn something new every day. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Luke Braun. You can find this show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, whether it is a podcast listening place like uh, SiriusXM, the the SiriusXM app. Uh, You can also find the live broadcast of the game on SiriusXM on uh, all kinds of free packages and, and trials and stuff. You can also find this show on YouTube or Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom NFL and use code Locked On NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of Prize Picks later on the show. Um, we're also, we've got your boldest prediction. So I want to make sure that we can get to all of that. But before I do that, um, I want to really hone in on something about the chiefs offense that I think the Vikings are, I'm trying to think like the way the Vikings will. I think the Vikings are going to think about how they will exploit this particular information. Cause I know they noticed it too, but the chiefs have a bit of a tell in their offense. Um, I'm going to show you in a minute. Uh, if you want more, overarching analysis of this game. Listen to yesterday's episode where I talked to Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. We had a good back and forth about um, sort of more holistically, you know, talking about both sides of the ball and all that. Right now, I want to focus in on that Chiefs offense. And in particular, Travis Kelsey, the the it boy of America. Um, But the way the Chiefs use Travis Kelsey, it's, it's really clear the whole offense runs through Kelsey. Like, Kelsey's the lead blocker. Kelsey's in all of the front side concepts. Like Kelsey is the guy on the chiefs. Um, and I think that there is a way to exploit that. Even if you get countered on it, I'm like almost okay playing into that and saying, look, if you decide to deploy that on us, if you decided to subvert this and it gets us, it gets us. But if I'm the Vikings, if I were woke up and were Brian Flores, uh, that's what I would be screaming about. Like that, it would be all about know where Travis Kelsey is, notice when he is in motion, and try to think about what that means. And there's one particular tell with Travis Kelsey that was really, really, really prevalent. Like I think I, I didn't have time to go through four full whole games and chart them, but every single time I saw it, it meant the same thing. Um, I'm going to take out a drawing for this, for YouTube and and smart TV people. If you're just an audio listener, I'll be as descriptive as possible, but I do recommend circling back because I think this is one of those things that needs a visual. So the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey motion all the time. Um, He will motion across the formation. He will motion into an inline stance. He will motion... Uh, across and then he'll motion back. He will motion a ton. He'll he'll be in motion at the snap or sometimes he will motion and then stop. He motions all the time. 
And when you watch a lot of these motions, you will notice some patterns. When Travis Kelsey motions to specific spots on the field, it tips off plays. Um, so here is the thing. I don't think the Chiefs care very much about that uh, because subverting between like it tips off run and pass and subverting between run and pass is not the particular brand of deception that Andy Reid likes to use. He will put players in conflict. He'll use other deception. He'll make certain plays look like other plays, but guessing run versus pass is not, which is atypical and it's part of what makes Andy Reid's offense funky and therefore difficult to defend. So if Travis Kelsey starts out wide in say a twins formation where he's out wide as the like wide receiver. And then there's a slot receiver and then the offensive line. If he motions in to a two man stack where he's suddenly stacked up with that wide receiver, they're almost always running some kind of pass play with him and some kind of choice, some kind of two man stack concept. That's meant to be a man beater, right? To give Travis Kelsey a free release. It's almost always the case. I, in fact, I did not find a time when this was not the case. When Travis Mel Kelsey motioned from out wide to a two-man stack, and it wasn't the front side of the play concept. Just always was. And it worked a whole bunch. So I'm sure that I am not smarter than the Jaguars or the Jets, who I were, were most of what I watched. Uh, and I'm sure there's just reasons that that works anyways. If Travis Kelsey motions to in line... Uh, where he's then like just lined up as a regular tight end. And if he does not remain in motion at the snap, it is every single time it was GY counter, which means the guard is going to pull and try to kick somebody out. Travis Kelsey himself is going to pull and be a lead blocker. And then the Chiefs will hand off and the running back will follow Travis Kelsey. Uh, everybody else will down block there. So... That is something that you can absolutely take advantage of if you know that it's coming. If you are, say, lined up in front of the guard that is pulling and you know, hey, Travis Kelsey just lined up uh, in line, just motioned to an inline alignment, that probably means that they're running counter to the opposite side of him, which means he's going to pull all the way across the formation. And that means that the guy in front of me is going to back out and pull. You might be able... To if you're quick on the if and you have a good get off on the ball, you might be able to follow that guy right through the gap he vacates and go explode the play. Now, there are ways for this to be subverted, and I have a feeling the Chiefs aren't very mad about this being a thing that they can that teams can figure out. For example, if you consider the play split zone, which is a different run play that looks a lot like counter, let's say it is split zone and instead the Chiefs are running toward Travis Kelsey. They're running the same way Travis Kelsey is running. If it's split zone, Kelsey will still pull across the formation and block on what is now the backside of the play. Everybody else will block a guy to their play side, which, if it's zone, means they're blocking the same way they would be blocking on power away from the tight end, if that makes sense. This is why I say you need a visual. But let's say... Travis Kelsey's lined up on the left, like he is in my visual here. Um, if he pulls from left to right, it could be counter with him as the lead, or it could be split zone uh, with him blocking to the backside. And the only lineman that's doing something actually different would be the other puller that is either going to actually pull, and yes, it's counter, or block zone. 
That is a way for them to for the Chiefs to subvert this and something you have to be aware of. So don't go crazy on the tendencies, right? Um, so that's part of why I'm not sure that this is too bothersome if I can figure this out to the Chiefs. That said, that might only be one play. And it could still be really, really, really useful of a thing to know about the Chiefs. But on a broader sense, the Kansas City offense runs through Travis Kelsey. If he's pulling, they're running behind him. If he's in motion at the snap, they're either pitching it to him or they're running behind him. If they're putting him in a stack with another wide receiver, they're probably going to that. Patrick Mahomes is probably looking to that first. So if you want to slow down the Chiefs, that is the first thing you have to know. And what those concepts are and how you plan to attack when they run counter, when they run split zone, when they run, you know, a bunch man beaters that Travis Kelsey motions into um, is another question that we would be here all day if we tried to answer all of them. And that's what the Vikings spend all their time trying to figure out. But it starts there. It starts with understanding that the world runs through Travis Kelsey. So I, I hope that made sense to you. I find that kind of stuff really neat. Um, I also am not like that confident that I'm right or anything, but my process for this cannot ever be nearly as in-depth and exhaustive as an NFL pro scouting departments can. So, I mean, I didn't watch the offense versus the Lions. I didn't watch their offense versus the Bears. I only had time to go through t- two games and, and you know, I'm only one person, so... All of that is, this is more of a, this will be an interesting thing to watch, and I'm curious to watch and see if I'm right all day. Let's see, and and help me, right? Help me uh, pay attention to that motion, right? If you see Travis Kelsey motioning into a specific part of the field, whether it's inline or into a stack, does that tip off the plays the way that I noticed that it did when they played the Jaguars and the Jets? Or is that something they specifically put on tape so that they could, vert it, so that they could subvert it for future games? Now you're thinking like an NFL team thinks when they game plan. And I think that bringing the the thought process that much closer is a lot more important than being the one with the right prediction. Uh, Correct predictions are overrated. on, On Lockdown Vikings, we don't deal in trying to be right. We deal in trying to be as unhinged and deranged as possible. That is why we go into bold predictions. And of course, we have our prize picks. Prized picks coming up as well. Boys, dudes, men, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs, shorts that make you look fantastic, sculpted, ripped, and absolutely delectable delectable pieces of man meat. Bird Dogs shorts do the exact same thing as, say, Lululemon does, but they fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts because regular shorts are usually made of a stiff, restrictive cotton that will not fit form fit you the way that you deserve to be form fit after all that time you spent on the gym working on that delicious body. They invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches and form fits in a way that is both comfortable and gives you a slimmer fit without sacrificing any movement. And they're functional for any occasion from going golfing to going out on a date or some kind of evening thing, or even working out or just lounging around the house. Cause they're so gosh, darn comfy. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL, or just enter the promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. 
Hey, thank you so much for those of you who listen to this show every single day. Uh, for more in-depth breakdowns like the thing about the Travis Kelsey tell and actually some examples of it, you can find patreon.com slash NFL. I'm doing a way, way, way big, long chief scouting thing. So uh, it should be up hopefully at some point today, if not tomorrow. So go check that out. And you can also uh, watch a Marcus Davenport breakdown, which is really fun, as well as some Kirk Cousins stuff. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on at the uh, patreon.com slash NFL page. And most of it's free to watch or it will be soon. So uh, would love if you joined and support me, but no pressure. Let's move on to prize picks. It's our prize picks, prized picks. Uh, this is, of course, prize picks, the daily fantasy game where we don't have to put together an entire daily fantasy roster. We can just make the picks that we feel good about. And I'll tell you right now, I got <laughs> screwed last week. I got so close, but it is very fun. Of all of the things that I missed on, it was the one that I thought was free real estate. So I put together a four square play with uh, Alexander Madison getting more than 50 and a half rushing yards. Check Puka Nakua and Tyler Higby more than uh, one half of a rushing or receiving yard touchdown. That was a combo thing. They do a lot of combos where they like put two players together. Um, and I had more than uh, half a rushing receiving touchdown basically needed one of those guys to get a touchdown and I was sweating it all the way until the very end when Puka Nakua walked off the Colts so that one was correct I had Adam Thielen more than uh, four and a half receptions that one was easy and the one I didn't get was Jalen Hurts getting more than half a rushing or receiving touchdown no tush pushes I've been failed by the tush push unfortunately at prize picks but we keep at this you never give up and you never surrender. Uh, today, I'm going to be a little more conservative, however, and I'm going to do the flex play, which is a prize picks thing you, that you can do, uh, where you have to hit three out of four, um, and if you get all four correct, you get you don't get as much of a payout as the power play, which is your classic all or nothing, all four picks, you got to get them, and I have four here today. Um... Three of them are from the Kansas City-Minnesota game, but I did deviate and uh, go throw a little bit of shade on the Green Bay Packers. I'll get to that one last. First off, I'm doing another Alexander Madison one. Uh, more than or less than 75 and a half rushing and receiving yards. I'm actually going less than here because I think that this is a game where the Vikings are going to pass a lot. For reference, Prize Picks has set Kirk Cousins' passing attempts at 39 and a half. So they expect that like it's going to be 39 or 40 passing attempts. It's going to be a lot of passing. And I don't know how much Alexander Madison gets in terms of volume. Now, this is rushing and receiving yards. And so I could totally get burned here by a, a two minute drill check down that he scampers off for 15 yards, right? I think uh, yards are going to be gained and points are going to be scored in this particular uh, game. So I'm going to do another combo thing. And that is Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey comboing for 183.5 receiving yards, more, more or less. And I'm going with more than on this one. Um, so that means the two of them will combine for 184 yards or more. That is the prediction that I'm making here on this prize pick square. Uh this gives me some outs too, right? If this is a game where the Vikings offense falls apart and that'll happen, right? Sometimes you go all in with Justin Jefferson and he comes out with 30 yards because the Vikings couldn't get their heads out of their rear ends. 
Uh, I'm still sort of saved if, oh, you know, JJ only got 50 pedestrian day for him. I'm still saved if maybe Travis Kelsey goes off or even vice versa. If the Vikings do key really hard on Travis Kelsey, force Patrick Mahomes to go, you know, run the offense through Sky Moore and and Justin Ross, uh, then, you know, maybe JJ can explode on the other side of the ball and kind of save me. So I like that there's sort of fallbacks and there's lots of different ways for this to go down that uh, equate to these guys getting more than 183.5 receiving yards combined. Um, I just, I feel like this is a game where a lot of things are going to, like a lot of offense is going to happen in this game. It just does not feel like the kind of grindy slug them out game that ends 13 to six. Um, In a similar vein, I think that the Chiefs are going to be able to run the ball on the Vikings. I don't really trust the Vikings run defense as well as it played against Carolina. I don't really trust the front. And especially after watching the Chiefs do all of that counter and all of that misdirection that they do. I mean, there's motion guys flying in and out of the frame all the time, right? And it's all eye candy. Sometimes they will have it be a jet sweep just enough to keep it honest, but it's all just trying to freak your eyes out and and get you to miss who has the ball, right? And I think they're pretty good at it. And I think that the Vikings have a lot of youth. Um, This is going to be a very interesting game for Ivan Pace to see how he handles all that. Um, But they also just have ballers up front, man. Anyways, I have one more uh, thing that I'm tossing into this prize picks, which is a square of Jordan Love more than half an interception versus Las Vegas. He's just, he just feels really inty. I don't know. Every every time I, I watch him play, it feels like he's... Um, he wants to be Mahomes real bad. This is what I've seen of Jordan Love so far. The the only salient take I have on Jordan Love is he wants to be Mahomes. He wants to be Rodgers. He wants to be Mr. Off-Platform. And he can hit some really cool off-platform throws sometimes. And sometimes he can get himself into absolute disaster situations trying to do it. Um, he's not patient enough to sit there and like reset his base when he doesn't have to throw off platform. Like sometimes he's like falling away, dude in his face, he sidearms it and it's a really cool thing. And we all ooh and ah at the highlight. But then when he, he sidearms one, he doesn't need to sidearm and it turns into an interception to me. I'm like, is this all really worth it? Uh, anyways, I, I don't know. He feels like he has not done a great job of protecting the ball to me. Um, so I'm going with, uh, a, a, a pick from Jordan love, even though I know that, um, the Raiders don't exactly have a lauded secondary, right? So doing a flex play there and uh, I could get five times my money if I am correct on all four of those. And that's the conservative option. If you want to join me in playing the, this daily fantasy game, you can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And there's all kinds of reasons to do it. For one, they now offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account. And they have a reboot policy. So your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and for college football top 25 matchups. So, Any player who exits the first game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with actual injury insurance because it takes so much of the fun out of it when you got this whole play and everything hits except the guy that got hurt in the first quarter and how were you supposed to predict that? It's all very, very cool. Once again, go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100.
<laughs> it's time to get bold. It's time to get bold. It's bold prediction time. That means I'm taking your most deranged, unhinged, and absolutely irresponsible predictions and uh, putting them down. And I get punished if you guys are right. You haven't been right yet. And the point is that you should not try to be right. You should try to be bold. Uh, this is very fun. I usually take uh, five or six of my favorites. And if any of those hits, of course, I have to do a punishment. Um, last week, we did this. And we had one that actually got reasonably close. I'll give it to you in spirit. Uh, came from Zach Walter, who said Thielen and Addison would have the same stat line. Uh, and they got pretty close. Seven for 76 was Adam Thielen. And um, Justin Jefferson got six for 85. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. You said Addison, didn't you? Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> Addison got blanked. Thielen and Jefferson got really similar stat lines. So you were pretty close. Uh, Bree Cheese said Vikings get even on these season turnover differential. It would have required plus seven in turnovers, but they did have their first positive turnover game. So your uh, your idea of it regressing back to something normal did happen. Uh, that's turnover regression, by the way. Not like, oh, right, one to two or two to one, and like a normal one. Not that, you know, all the three and O's are, are now owed to be o, o and threes, right? We don't, we don't get to now enjoy a bunch of three turnover games on the right side of it because we were on the wrong side of it, right? Plus, turnovers are a skill issue uh, often enough. RJ Frost said that Ivan Pace would have more touchdowns than Bryce Young enforcing the universal truth that the draft is true. <laughs> where that luck is the only factor in the draft. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen. Love where your head was at, though. Milo Graham said that by the end of the game, JJ would have more receiving yards than Justin Fields had passing yards. I'm pretty for sure Justin Fields put up like several, uh, a couple hundred uh, in his game against the Broncos. Also, congratulations. Justin Fields has won a game for the Bears for the first time in almost a full calendar year. Um, Nakaka said that Jaquelin Roy, Andre Carter, and Jay Ward would all get their first their first career full sack. Unfortunately, we had more important things to do, which is getting Marcus Davenport full sacks. Uh, I would credit him with one and a half in that one. I don't know what the statisticians did, and I don't particularly care. Look, that was a priority case. We had to let uh, let Marcus Davenport get himself uh, up on the scoreboard. And then Skull Ross said that Adam Thielen would set a career high in receptions. He got half of his career high. Um, I can't believe he had a 14 reception game and the Vikings scored six points in it. That's unbelievable to me. <laughs> that was the Bills game, the, the Josh Allen hurtling uh, Anthony Barr Bills game when Josh Allen was a rookie. Uh, let's move on to the bold predictions from this week. The first one comes from Ben Meyer. Uh, he got the Taylor Swift one. I'm giving you guys one Taylor Swift one. And, and it was Ben Myers who said that Travis Kelsey would finish the game with 19 yards receiving and that Justin Jefferson would finish with 89 yards. Shout out if you get it. Uh, I'm going to make these over-unders. Ty goes to you, of course, because if you actually nail the amount, that, I mean, that rule is right. But I'm, I'm going to make these over-unders. So I'll, I'll say Travis Kelsey under 19 and a half and uh, Justin Jefferson over 88 and a half is what that would be, right? Yeah, so I'm not good because like the exact amounts aren't as fun, right? If you have, like, have if you get one yard off and you didn't get it, like get out of here. Uh, so I'm going to make these over unders. Travis Kelsey will have to do it. And also I'm going to do the same thing that like prize picks does, which is uh, if this is like a first half injury situation and I'm going to, I'm not going to put like a uh, rigid thing on it. If Travis Kelsey gets injured and then gets goose egged because he gets hurt, I'm not going to count that. 
uh, unless it's that he got injured on, you know, the second to last play of the game or something like that. This has to be like a true blanking. I need to feel like they truly blanked him. Um, hey, honestly, yeah, if he gets blanked for a whole half and then gets hurt after that, that probably will feel that way. So, yeah, we'll, we'll call it that loosely. Salad Tong says, in memory of Dave Osborne in Super Bowl four, fullback CJ Ham will be the only Viking to reach the end zone. Kind of funny because the uh, the word fullback in 1969 meant a different thing. Dave Osborne was actually more the change of pace back to big old Bill Brown in those teams. Uh, he was a little bit more of the finesse guy, but that's what the fullback was. And then the halfback was the big dog. Um, I don't know. Funny how things change. Anyways, uh, I love that you did not appreciate that nuance in this particular thing, Salatong. And uh, just went with the names. I think that's way more in the spirit of bold predictions. Without a shred of irony, way better to do that. Uh, CJ Ham being the only Viking to reach the end zone. Fantastic stuff. Uh, King Squeaks says the Chiefs offense will fumble the ball. And on that same play, they will score a TD. Just a full on like ratchet up to 11 of the bad fumble luck that the Vikings have had this year. That they will fumble, but then also score on it. Um, Here's the thing. The rules are one. I'm not 100% familiar with like all of the fumble, like what you can advance rules. They're a little complicated for me, and I would actually prefer to simplify them. It kind of goes into my fumble out of the end zone thing. Like just, just don't be able to advance fumbles ever. So in my ideal world, that would be impossible. Um, but I digress. Uh, yeah, it, it like it has to be a Chiefs fumble, and then it just bounces into someone's hand so perfectly, or it needs to bounce. It needs to be like the the Freddie Mitchell Eagles thing, 2004 divisional round, where it gets popped up out of his hand, and that's a fumble, uh, but it just lands in the hand of another Eagle, and it's like touchdown Eagles. Um, that kind of thing. The, on that same play, they will score a touchdown. Yeah, that needs to be what it is. Or it could be, you know, a... a Vikings fumble or Chiefs fumble, Vikings recover, then fumble it back. Marlon Mack situation and like this kind of Benny Hill chaos play. Josh, I love this one. Josh says going full Mahomes style. Both quarterbacks will throw a left-handed pass that goes for a first down. Um, can see Mahomes doing that. Have seen Mahomes do that. Kirk Cousins doing that. You know, <laughs> I could see Mahomes. I could see Cousins doing that. I could absolutely see Cousins going full chaos mode and just flipping one with his left hand backwards into the arms of, of Garrett Bradbury, who then goes, by the way, Garrett Bradbury uh, upgraded to full participation. So that looks good. Everybody else who is hurt is limited. Um, that includes seen uh, Metellus, Marcus Davenport, a whole bunch of guys that actually were suited up. Scene is the only one that wasn't suited up last week. That would be, um, but since he only plays special teams, it's a pretty small impact right now. Uh, Nicholas Bartels says that the Chiefs wide receiver group on the season is a total of 588 yards. I'm taking you. I'm not checking you on that. Uh, so I hope you did your math right. JJ has 543 yards on the season. JJ will end the game versus the Chiefs with more yards than the Chiefs wide receiver room has on the season, which basically means he needs to outpace them this game by 45 yards or more. So that feels insane, right? Uh, and the, the thing is though, that doesn't include Kelsey. So there is a chance there that this game is just a big old Kelsey game, or it'll be kind of like the Bears game where they went mostly through the tight end and the running backs. And also there, I mean, there was the DJ Moore of it all. That was most of it. But, you know, like that where it's like it goes through like one or two main guys and on the Chiefs, those one or two main guys just don't happen to have a WR by their name. 
Um, so I that I could see that happening, but obviously it's a completely insane uh, for JJ to get 45 more yards than every other Chiefs wide receiver combined. Would have to be like a 200 yard game for him or something. Which hey, I don't know, man. How much do you trust Trent, Trent McDuffie? And then Cole love this in all caps. Vikings shut out the Chiefs. Let's go. That's the kind of bold prediction I'm looking for. At it, it's it's uh, simple enough. You know, hey, I love the complicated ones that require me to look up the temperature on the day or whatever. Love that energy, but you got you to gotta appreciate the simple classics. Vikings get a shutout, all caps, no hesitation, set it with your chest, absolutely love it. Cole also gave me a score, I forget what it even was, but again, exact numbers aren't exactly uh, fun, so I'm not holding you to that. I'll just say, uh, and usually people will be like, and Vikes win, 31-17. Like, I usually just ignore that part, so you you don't have to waste your time by giving me a score prediction. I, I never read them. <laughs> I only read the bold parts of your prediction, the fun parts, the real cursed stuff, the real evil things that ooze out of your brain holes. Uh, <laughs> Oh boy, this is going to be a weird week, isn't it? Uh, whatever happens, come hell or high water, I'll be back to break it down on Monday. You can also find the postcast, Minnesota Football Party. Hope you guys are enjoying that on the uh, Lockdown Vikings audio feed, by the way. I'll see you all Monday, and as always, skull.